Hello and welcome to Commercial Real Estate Views with NAOP Pittsburgh Developing Leaders with your podcast host, Clayton Morris, NAOP Pittsburgh Podcast Committee Lead and Asset Manager at Sampson Morris Group. This year's podcast series is sponsored by the law firm of Bernstein Berkeley, serving the Pittsburgh business community for more than 50 years. Remember to subscribe to Commercial Real Estate Views with Nayop Pittsburgh on your favorite podcast platform. And now your host, Clayton Morris. I'm here with uh, Izzy uh, with McKnight. Izzy, why don't you tell us about yourself and uh, how you got to where you are? So I've been with McKnight for 10 years now. And uh, about 10 years ago, we started with the Oliver, Oliver Building Project in downtown Pittsburgh. We finished that project in 2015. And in 2016, we started on the Highline Project, which we completed in 2020. Uh, project consists of almost a million square foot building which the first phase is 250,000 square feet of office space, a almost 600 car garage, almost an acre of green space, and 50,000 square feet of retail space. Awesome. We're sitting outside right now on the elevated. Is this the high line this that we're sitting line, on? Yep. Uh, really cool park. We don't see a lot of these elevated bridges here in Pittsburgh. Uh, but it's a wonderful adaptive reuse. Uh, I think you just won an award in NAOP this year, correct? Yeah, you NAOP and ULI and Scenic Pittsburgh uh, so far in 2021. Awesome. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to describe the project uh, in the history of the building, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I guess broadly looking at the building, uh, the first thing you notice if you're sitting out on the high line is it is a perfect uh, blend of all things Pittsburgh. You're sitting on the water, you're, you're, you're visible from at least six bridges, you are uh, you know, right in the middle of an industrial, a fairly industrial area. But you're also right near downtown, you have a great skyline view of downtown. Uh, within the building is obviously a 100-year-old 100 100 structure, 110-year-old structure to be exact. And it was built originally as a, uh, a train depot, uh, a storage facility, but also had a train depot on the ground floor. So trains would come in and uh, tenants, or, or really storage tenants, would store their wares on the six floors above the building. And it's a very unique building. It was built 110 years ago, but because it had all vertically stacked uh, floors. So you'd have, you wouldn't rent floor on the same floor. You'd rent six stories high. And within that space, you have an exclusive elevator and stairwell. So you'd be connected six stories high. So by doing that, they were able to give everybody equal access to the trains. And uh, elevators, I guess, were fairly cheap then. So at that point, they really had about 60 tenants 60 bays in the building, and uh, it was a very unique structure. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, the, 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 the building was built in 1906. It went bankrupt shortly after, thereafter and was sold to uh, the business interests of the Holman family uh, and then was sold uh, a couple decades later to the, the, the people who we bought it from. And they had it for probably 50 years. So uh, it, was just, it was an interesting uh, business model, but unfortunately, at the time, it didn't work. Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating to see uh, they attempted vertical warehousing hundreds of years ago, and now Amazon and you know, a lot of these big industrial users are experimenting with vertical warehouses now. Exactly, and, and we, we, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you look at the, uh, the new model for, the, for, for distribution, and it's the same thing, it's multi-story distribution, when that was ruled as you know, obsolete yeah. 20, 30 years ago. So it is interesting to see that come back around again, I guess, what is what is... New is old again, or as old as new again. I can't remember the phrase. Yeah, but it's 
you know, this, this building was because of its access to the railroad really uh, was unique. But what made it what made old new again is really because it's a central location and proximity to downtown and access to the neighborhood makes it a really unique uh, adaptive reuse office environment. So, Izzy, before the, the military helicopters flew over, we had to pause there. You mentioned adaptive reuse. Uh, I parked in the in the new, beautiful parking garage that clearly was a parking garage 100 years ago. What else have you done to the, to the structure? Yeah, so people walk in now and they see a modern office building. But, you know, before we bought the building, there was no parking garage. There was, you know, there were surface lots around the building that was uh, parked. But really, the, the project consisted of a complete new building within an old shell. So all new roof, HVAC, fire life safety, um, electrical, plumbing, bathrooms, corridors, really was, you know, soup to nuts and a, a new building within an old structure. Uh, new windows were put in on the building. So it, it really is a brand new building and it has the most efficient uh, systems in it, mm-hmm. but it is within a 110-year-old shell. So that presents interesting challenges because you're really working around not only the structure of the building, we're also working around the fact that it's a historic building. So the National Park Service actually gets involved in every step of the way and says, well, you know, we don't want you to remove all those walls. We want to keep a couple of the walls up to give a sense of what the building was. Because remember, as the building was vertically set up, there was three-fourth brick walls between every bay. Oh, wow. So we had on every floor roughly 40 walls, mm-hmm. each three-fourths brick. So you're talking about an insane amount of uh, brick removal, especially for the garage construction that uh, take the, you know, had to be shipped out of here mm-hmm. when we built the building. So that was yeah, an interesting element of the project, which, which took many, many months, uh, you know, essentially clearing out and going six stories high with you know, two, two stairwells that are uh, stadium-sized stairwells. They're, they're very large, and we had to put those in for fire life safety. So it's, you know, th- those projects, those aspects of the project were, were definitely very interesting. Yeah. Awesome. So, so. I'm drinking the coffee now from your tenant. You have Sly Fox downstairs. You're really creating this, uh, to pound this term for the thousandth time we've all heard it, uh, uh, live, work, play concept. You, you can drink, you can have your coffee, you can work. You can't live here. But you can live, live right next door. You can live right next door, yeah. Uh, how, how is that helping you attract tenants? Um, so I would say we're getting, even throughout the pandemic, we've got a ton of leasing interest because of that. We have the outdoor space. That is a unique aspect in, in, in a business business uh, complex because most spaces don't have uh, space like this sitting outside. Time for a sponsor break. The NAOP Pittsburgh Developing Leaders podcast is sponsored by Bernstein Berkeley, Attorneys at Law, a business approach to legal service for more than 50 years. Whether it's bankruptcy and restructuring, commercial real estate, or property tax assessments, Bernstein Berkeley creates partnerships that provide clients with peace of mind through expert service and zealous representation, with offices in Pittsburgh, Wheeling, and Cleveland. Visit Bernstein Berkeley at BernsteinLaw.com or call 412-456-8100 for more information. So we're sitting out here in this outdoor space. This is my little secret. This is where I go to, to one wheel around. Uh, it's a wonderful space, designed beautifully, love all the furniture. Uh, talk about it. Talk about uh, some of the thoughts behind it. Yeah, so we really wanted to add something unique to the project and taking a parking bridge and adding uh, green space to it that really is 
third place, as they call it, in the, in the, in the, out there, in the sense that you can work here, you can grab your coffee, but you can also go outside and, and work and not be in an office. But it's all part of the same complex. You don't need to get in your car and go anywhere. You're really all part of it. And from a live perspective, there are a ton of residential units within very close proximity mm-hmm. to, the, to the complex, which makes it a full live-work-play environment. We have a 24-hour gym, we have a coffee shop, we have a brewery, a restaurant, all part of the overall complex. And, and, and the views are spectacular here after that. I mean, we're looking through this deal of three different style, four different style of bridges. Yeah. It's just absolutely beautiful. Izzy, thanks for hosting uh, the podcast here on uh, the High Line. It's a great project. Uh, and thanks uh, for last year's mid-pandemic uh, bike route. It's the last final stop. Uh, it was a great time then, too. Yeah, we've had a bunch of events over here, and we're looking forward to a world where we have more of them. Uh, excited to... You know, really have it fully programmed. Happy to have you here today. Awesome. Thank you, Izzy. Commercial Real Estate Views with Nayop Pittsburgh Developing Leaders podcast is brought to you by Bernstein Berkeley, Attorneys at Law. This episode and all episodes are available on all major podcasting services. Please subscribe to be alerted when new episodes drop.